Upadaya having accepted Saha He Sargaya in the matter of creation Manaha Mind Dade gave attention Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Thereafter, Brahma accepted another body in which sex life was not forbidden, and thus he engaged himself in the matter of further creation. Please repeat, thereafter Brahma accepted another body. Thereafter Brahma accepted another body. In which sex life was not forbidden. Which sex life was not forbidden. And thus he engaged himself in the matter of further creation. And thus he engaged himself in the matter of further creation. Report by Srila Prabhupada. In his former body, which was transcendental, affection for a sex life was forbidden. And Brahma, therefore, had to accept another body to allow himself to be connected with sex. He thus engaged himself in the matter of creation. His former body transformed into fog, as previously described. Om Ajnanatimiran Tasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshu Omnimitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Vancha Kapa Trubyas Chakripa Sandubyevacha Patitanam Pavane Bio Vaishnavi Bio Namo Namaha Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Vanacharine Prabhupada Vilabhaya Snigda Sila Vinodine Ajnana Dwanta Gramanam Pashtate Patitatmanam Gyana Guru Taya Chitta Harine Chakshashe Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Bhadaya Krishna Bhastaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesha Shunyavani Pashyatrade Satarine Jaya Shri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gauravatavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Thereafter Brahma accepted another body in which sex life was not forbidden and thus he engaged himself in the matter of further creation. Hare Krishna. I have your blessing too, all of you. Um, <laughs> so, forgive me. By the way, it's supposed to be 105 degrees today. So, those going on Hari now, you have to take shelter of the trees out there. <laughs> um, so, you know, people, sometimes it's very difficult to them, for them to understand what is wrong with sex life? You know, it's like it's just a natural proclivity the natural need of the body. It's like you have a need to eat and sleep and, and mate. So, well, the answer is nothing. But it has to be done in the right way. So, in the spiritual world, there is no sex life. This is a material, it's a material seva. It can only be a material Spiritual, but in the realm of the material world. And there's many things like that that are activities that take place in the material world, but aren't needed. They aren't there in the spiritual world. For instance, war 
the necessity of war. That's not there in the spiritual world. There's no killing. Um, there's no death. So how can be, there be any killing? Um, and there's no birth because we're eternal. So was there the need of sex life? He's like, no. So that's the purpose. The purpose is um, to, of course, as Prabhupada taught us, to raise children in Krishna consciousness. And it's actually really sad because this Varna Sanskara, this unwanted population, um, is due to ignorance. And ignorance is sad because people suffer a lot. And uh, we can see very close to home, oftentimes young women uh, who don't even know how to take care of themselves, <laughs> let alone to take care of a child or many children. So we see them oftentimes are addicted or have so many financial issues and they don't know the first thing about their physical health or how to take care of their mental health or their relational health. So they don't know the first thing about that, let alone spiritual health. So this Vanya Sanskrit, this was actually one of the arguments that Arjuna was making and why he didn't want to fight the battle of Kurukshetra. He said, well, well Krishna, there's going to be so much, so much unwanted population and this is going to cause chaos in society. And this is actually a really valid, valid argument. Krishna has a bigger plan and actually in Vedic culture, everybody saw the king as being the father of society. So they, intrinsically in Vedic culture, people trusted the king and the leaders, the rulers of the land. And so if there happened to be evil rulers like Dhritarashtra and his, his sons, then people would implicitly trust because that's the nature of people in Vedic cultures to trust the leaders. And this would create even more havoc in society. But there's a bigger picture. Krishna had a plan for the Pandavas um, to be in charge. And he had his Leela and it was completely engineered by the Lord for the benefit of everyone to fulfill his mission here on earth. But Arjuna's argument about Varna Sanskara is very important because if you think about it, everything starts from birth in this material world. And if it doesn't start off right, it's very difficult to get back on track. And that's actually our situation, is that we're born to this world and we're conditioned in society, uh, raised in a particular way that's not in line with Dharma. So we're misaligned from the very beginning. And if you're misaligned from the beginning, then there's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of uh, friction Misalignment means friction and trouble. And so, sex life, why is it focused on, though, with spiritualists? From all over the world, not just Krishna consciousness, all over the world, every major religion takes so much importance, so much stress on sex life, restricting sex life, how it should be done. So there's two main reasons. And... We can explain this to people in, in a very simple way. And one is that sex has the potential 
to absorb our consciousness. And we can see that with the sexualized world. To absorb our consciousness in matter. And that's the root of our material problem is absorption in matter. So there's so many different um, presentations Maya is making to us. So many varieties, almost unlimited varieties. The sex aspect of Maya's presentation, that has the potential to captivate us and completely make us obsessed in matter. Sex life has that high potential. So for somebody who wants to break free from matter, it's natural to be very careful around the topic of sex, the activity of sex. Because, as Prabhupada says, the highest enjoyment in the material world, he says this world is run on sex desire. He looked at the, I think it was the New York skyline and said, this is simply all sex desire. And the subtle sex is even more pervasive because uh, the desire to control and to own and lord it over, that's there in the subtle sex life. To dominate, to, to be the enjoyer. And that's all in the, in the mind. And the other aspect of why it's so much emphasized is because sex life creates children. And we have a tendency to be very absorbed in our own sense gratification, but not to think of others in our society. So where, how are we bringing our children into the world? If we bring them into an environment that isn't going to help them become liberated, then that means we just set the trajectory of their further entanglement implication in this world. That's a very serious. It's very serious. It's a very great responsibility. So we're either setting them up to become disentangled and to find their eternal happiness, find their eternal best interest, or we're setting them up to be entangled and hurt and ultimately to suffer so much. So these are... There's two simple ways that we can describe why is it important, not that sex life is bad. Krishna says, I am sex life, which is not contrary to religious principles. So it's, it's divine if done in Krishna's service. Krishna has a material leela of sex life. He has 16,108 wives and 10 children with each. But it's, Krishna sets a perfect example as a householder, how it should be done. It's not bad, but it's done in the wrong way. And that's very dangerous. And like we were just reading about the four Kumaras, they didn't want to get involved at all. They're, the renunciates, they've had enough. I don't want to touch, go there because it's very, uh, what's the word? Um, it's a risky. Risky, there you go. <laughs> it has a potential to um, detonate. <laughs> And it's very, um, it's very tricky. It's very tricky because it's, it enters into our consciousness. 
And Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, uh, those who restrain their senses from action, but their mind dwells on simsa objects, they're called a pretender. And there's a, there's a nice story. I think I heard Giriraj Maharaj tell this story, actually. Um, there's a brahmana living across the street from a prostitute. Have you heard this story? Okay. Yeah, so forgive my, maybe those of you who haven't. But it's, it's a nice story. Um, so the Brahmano, he'd be studying all day, and then he would see the prostitute, and she would take clients for her business. And uh, a great flood came, and, and the whole city was devastated, and everybody died, including these two. And so uh, Yamaraj, or the Yamadutas, they came to take the Brahmana. And the Vishnu Dudas, representatives of Lord Vishnu, came to take the prostitute. What happened? Brahmana, someone who knows Brahman, someone who's engaged in, 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 in spirit and in elevation and dharma, and the prostitute who is living a low, degraded life and sense gratification. So what happened? Well, the uh, Yamadudas told the Brahmana, Brahmana says, because he was asking, the Brahmana was asking, why is, this, why is this happening? I don't understand. He said, well, you were sitting here studying. You were always thinking about the prostitute. You were always thinking about how many clients she's taking and how much better you are than her. So your mind was always absorbed in this consciousness. On the other hand, the prostitute, she was always looking at you and thinking, oh, if I could be saintly. Oh, if I could be saintly. If I could be absorbed in God like this Brahmana. If I could decide to tell you the scriptures. But this is my lot. She was always thinking about God. <laughs> so Prabhupada said many people will be dressed in spiritual garb, but very few will actually be spiritualists. A spiritual means to be focused on on Krishna, on um, topics of elevation, on the Vedas. And what are we cultivating in our heart? This is spiritual. Because that will manifest in time. For a time, we may have the environment of a temple or a church or uh, an ashram or a monastery. And we may have all the rituals going on. But if the heart is cultivating material desires in time, that will all disappear. Because we are, we are running after the desires in our heart. <laughs> so if we're restraining in our heart, and we're, but we're, we're cultivating the desire, then in time, it's like a water breaks through a dam, that desire is going to break through, and we're going to chase after matter. And like, I, I really like the way Sri we were describing a hop, a skip, and a jump. <laughs> I never hadn't heard of it described that way. It's like thinking, feeling, and wheeling. Krishna says when it contemplates the objects of the senses, contemplation comes attachment. Attach, attachment comes lust. And lust um, impels one to act in a way against one's self-interest. So, we were also speaking the other day about we're not responsible for what comes into our mind in Kali Yuga, but we are responsible for what we dwell on 
So again, this verse Krishna says, one who um, restrains the senses of action, but whose mind dwells on the objects of the senses. So we, in passing, because we're conditioned, and because Maya is has a full barrage, her full campaign is there to allure us. And so, because of our conditioning and that we're still attracted to material things, then things will, will come through our mind. The idea is, is to focus on Krishna consciousness as much as possible and bring the mind back to Krishna as, much as, as often as possible. Always bring, bring the mind back to Krishna. And that's what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. He says, bring the mind back under the control of the self. The soul, the soul is not attached to matter. The soul has nothing to do with material energy. The soul is completely spiritual. So bring the mind, bring back under control of the self. And that means to be an eternal servant of Krishna. Eternal servant of Krishna. To be in that mindset of serving Krishna. Um... So, so this struggle for the spiritualists with the topic of sex life has been prevalent throughout all time because that's the greatest force that pulls us in this material world. And the fall downs, oftentimes in our society, all, all throughout the world, we see all the time, because as Prabhupada said, a white garment, uh, a dark stain will stand out very prominently. So we see all the time in the news, if we ever, I don't watch the news, almost never, sometimes I see or hear something um, about this priest or this minister or this monk or this some scandalous affair or some and so people still haven't separated um, the heart of spirituality from the externals and that's the real thing as we were speaking yesterday in our offering to Prabhupada, that the temple is within the heart. The heart becomes cleansed through the cultivation of Krishna consciousness. And we were also speaking about on Saturday how Prabhupada, he, he, he emphasized to chant the holy names with love. Priti. There's a nice quote I have that Prabhupada says with Priti, with love. Chant the holy names with love. And Krishna says the same thing in, in Bhagavad Gita. Teisham satatayutanam bhajatam priti purvakam. Those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. So do it with, with love and affection and attention. So examine our hearts. Where does our affection lie? What's pulling us? If we're being pulled by material consciousness, then we need help. We need, we need guidance. We need association. We need advanced association. We need to take shelter of devotees who are fixed in Krishna consciousness. We need to ask for their mercy, for their guidance. We need to take shelter of Srila Prabhupada. And always be on guard for a very treacherous and dangerous um, obstacles in the material world that can set us back. And So the, cult, the, the spiritual culture is, is really shocking to a materialist. 
It's very it's, it's shocking because it's so it's so beautiful and it's so pure. And the activities are done and it's perfect alignment with God's creation. There's perfect harmony there. And so for those who are like like us, like myself, who are used to the chaotic nature of the misaligned material world. For those of us, like myself, Krishna, the beauty of the spiritual world Krishna consciousness can be shocking and beautiful and, and attractive. But sometimes so shocking that we don't want to fully, fully immerse in it, fully take to the purity, the beauty, the bliss of Krishna consciousness. The culture shock. So the culture shock goes both ways. You have culture shock in a positive way, like we were describing, and then you have culture shock in the negative way. So what happens is, is the sp- because the spiritual culture is so beautiful, so pure, so blissful, f- no envy. There's no envy. Prabhupada says there's no place for envy in the spiritual world. Envy, can't, envy and spiritual world cannot go together. No fault finding, um, glorification, like we were doing last night. Glorifying devotees. And not, not for our own benefit, like a politician. A politician is glorified too, but they do it for their own benefit. Um, so when, when this pure, cohesive, beautiful culture of the spiritual world, when a living entity is in the material consciousness, is in the degraded consciousness, then it's very shocking for, for spiritualists. <laughs> and it doesn't fit in. It doesn't align with the spiritual energy. Uh, we see so many things that are culture shock uh, throughout the world because people have different standards of what, what is good and what is proper. So throughout the world, if we travel through the world, we see different things. Like I remember I was in China and some lady was carrying her child and just holding him out like this. So he was urinating just right in the middle of the street. Um, and, um, you know, some places... I mean, even in, in America, you know, people wear hardly any clothes, but some places they wear no clothes. <laughs> so it's it's shocking even from our perspective as we as we navigate through the material world. But let alone from the spiritual perspective, it's very shocking. And so the whole process of Krishna consciousness is so that our heart becomes so pure and so aligned with the spiritual consciousness, with the spiritual world, where we are giving pleasure and bliss to Krishna and his devotees. We as a living entity, as as an eternal spark of God, a spirit soul, our nature is to give pleasure to Krishna and his devotees, to the living entities. So when our consciousness becomes so pure that our whole existence is one of giving pleasure to the devotees of Krishna, and to Krishna, and then we've reached a stage of pure consciousness. Our whole life is a, is a pleasurable offering to Krishna and his devotees. 
like Giri Raj Maharaj, Indra Swami. I don't know if all of you saw the glorification by Indra Swami. Giri Raj Maharaj. It's so beautiful, and it really spoke for, I think, the whole world community of devotees of how they feel about Giri Raj Maharaj. And I think that's why, one reason it was so touching, because this person has become an embodiment of giving pleasure to Krishna and the devotees because of his, his purity, because of his, his good qualities, his compassion, um, his love for Prabhupada, his dedication. Um, so his whole existence has become an offering to the Lord and is so pleasing. It's so ecstatic. And so there's no limit to the glories of a soul who's aligned themselves with a spiritual consciousness and has become perfectly harmonized with, with the Lord's mission. And everybody's attracted. That's why uh, throughout all time people have sought out saintly persons. And whenever there's um, news or the fame of a saintly saintly person is spread, then people congregate, people line up to go and and have the darshan of the person. Because that consciousness, um, actually, by, by associating with a person in pure Krishna consciousness, one absorbs their their vibration, one absorbs their mood, their energy, and one becomes pure through that association. And that's actually the means to develop our love for Krishna, our affection. If we feel, I don't have love for Krishna, then seek out those people who we feel are most attached to Krishna. Those people that are most attached to Krishna, they, through their association, by serving them, their mood will rub off on us. We'll also develop that affection for the Lord. And that's the process of Krishna consciousness. Um, I was going to talk about some other stories and how the different aspects of how um, different spiritualists have navigated sex life. But it's getting late, and um, I still have to pack the van for Hari now. So. Is there any comments or questions? Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was said there is no sex life in the spiritual world. And how Prabhupada says, we have sex desire because Krishna had it. But the way we use this difference. Mm-hmm. So, could you please explain if there is no sex at all in the spiritual world or what it, what it is? Well, yeah, Prabhupada, he said, he emphasized, he said, there's no sex life in the spiritual world. So then the devotee asked, he said, so how do, how do, they, how do you have people find happiness? He said, oh, through this chanting and dancing. Through this chanting and dancing. And so you're right, because the sex desire is, is a perverted reflection of the rasa exchange with Krishna. When the um, gopis are engaged in the rasa dance, there's no sex. But that is the perfect alternative, spiritual alternative, to the highest pleasure in the material world is transformed into this rasa between Krishna and, and the gopis. So, um, 
Yeah, that tendency to, to enjoy is perverted in the material world in the form of sex life. And then in the spiritual world, it's transformed into dancing, dancing for the Lord, dancing with the Lord, embracing the Lord, um, serving the Lord. So many different ways we relate to Krishna. So is that, is that okay? Yeah, I mean, this is what I hear. <laughs> yeah, a good place to read about this is third piano, uh, I think some sort of description of the kingdom of God here. Yeah, but oh, that's coming in chapter 15. Okay, good. Because when, what we hear there is, uh, Prabhupada gives pretty detailed descriptions. Like the men and the women are all beautiful, and their husbands and wives. But, and, they're, and they're riding their conveyances, and they're, they're close to each other, they're touching each other. But they're so attracted to Krishna that it's not, uh, there's no distraction. Krishna. And then when when you were describing the Rasagas, Vishnana Chakravati Thakur calls it the original sex psychology, the Adi Rasa, which means just like here we have uh, boy-girl relationships, and that's considered the, you know, the highest sin, right? Everybody sings about it, movies about it, books about it. Um, but it's 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 all actually based on mutual sense gratification. And in the spiritual world, it's all based on mutual exchange. Like, like the Lord, He likes to exchange with different kinds of devotees. So the most intense relationship is the Adi Rasa, is the, is the conjugal relationship. So it's intense uh, exchange with the gopis. But it's, it, the intensity of the exchange is the intensity of, of uh, serving each other each other, not, a, not a, you know, just mutual sense gratification. But I can only talk about it theoretically. <laughs> but that's what we hear, you know. And then once in a while you get, a, when you're, you know, it's an, if you're in a kirtan that's really intense, you know, deity focused, or if you're all doing service together, you get a, you know, when it's really intense, that we, we hear about this, you have to be absorbed. And in that intense absorption, Krishna gives us a little glimpse of, of what it's like to uh, be absorbed in Him and Him and us as appreciators, mutual appreciators. Yeah. And Prabhupada did say, he said, dancing in kirtan is an expression of love. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm glad we're coming up to that. 15. That's good. We're going to hear more about that. As far as uh, understanding um, we really can't as well. We're not able to because of our condition. We have to be in the pure spiritual position to be able to uh, <coughs> have the cognition of what is the Anirvas. We're speaking theoretically um, from the real Shastra or whatever. But we can't really perceive what is the truth, or what is the nature of that Adira, and how it works. We have an idea in the Shastra, but we don't have realization of it, whereas a pure devotee, who's in pure Krishna consciousness, they do, they have experience of it, they have realization, revelation, 
therefore, Lord Chaitanya didn't discuss Adivas with anyone except for Guru Namadar and Ramananda Roy. And, um, and then when Ramananda Roy and Lord Chaitanya were talking and they were uh, going deeper into the subject, Yeah, that's what I think is beautiful. The Prabhupada gave us all these books, um, and the majority of the books obviously is not speaking about, you know, the Rasa Lila, uh, but it is there. So we get to, we get to experience the whole spectrum through Prabhupada's books, and then we get to experience, you know, the holy days like like Radhastami is coming up on Sunday, and um, you know, all the of Krishna's pastimes are there. But, but yeah, exclusively focused on the Rasa dance, Prabhupada. Well, I, I, I remember, I can't remember who said this quote, but Prabhupada was, was chastising the devotees because he was saying um, the whole Bhagavatam is, is wonderful and transcendental, not just the tenth canto. So... We can't skip over because I had a, I had a fr- friend recently and he he's he's new to Krishna consciousness he doesn't really know but he said he has read the first three cantos and he he decided to skip to the tenth canto because <laughs> so getting he's getting kind of bored with some of the cantos so that that's not realization of of the absolute platform of Krishna's lila um, and until like your Dada Prabhu says we're completely back in our constitutional position then we can really focus hone in on our seva, whatever that is in the spiritual world, but until that, we have to relish everything Prabhupada gave us. You had? Um, I have several questions because, like, there are devotees that strictly focus on this relationship between Radha and Krishna. Different sampradayas that are still considered within our, our sampradaya, correct? Is that, is that accurate? Well, there's also Apasampradaya, so it depends if they're really plugged in to the Parampara. Yeah. Okay. My point is, like, for example, I pull up YouTube and I see these, like, devotees wearing different tilak. They're singing songs to Radha Krishna. Their focus is mainly on Radha Krishna. So, would you say, I mean, obviously they're not in the mood of Srila Prabhupada, but are they wrong? Are they right? How do you explain that? I mean, are they having, like, I mean, am I supposed to, how do I, does that make sense? I, I don't know how to ask this question. Yeah, dear but. Those who really know are not exhibiting on YouTube <laughs> what they really know, because that's a very intimate, private, personal thing. So if it's being exhibited on YouTube, um, the 
devotees who are absorbed in pure Krishna consciousness, they reveal a little bit to the world, but mostly they don't reveal. That's why Lord Chaitanya, he didn't preach Rasalila, he didn't mm -hmm. talk about Rasalila. Only with Balananda Roy Sri Balabas. Yeah. But they're gopis. They're both gopis. So they know. But for the mass of people, can't hire Krishna. So if you're seeing something from Vaishnavas, you know, talking about Rasalila, chances are uh, it's not pure and the realization is not there. Because if it were, they wouldn't be talking about it on YouTube. They wouldn't be talking about it for anyone to access except for uh, some intimate associate who would qualify it. That was the example given by Lord Chaitanya. So if someone's doing that, then they're not following the example. And chances are pretty much guaranteed they're not there. <coughs> All right, my question was not that they're exhibiting, but that their particular flavor of Vaishnavism is promoting a deeper relationship with Radha and Krishna as opposed to chanting Hare Krishna. Yeah, then generally they're not bona fide. Okay, but they're because, still... Because they're not following Lord Chaitanya's program. Right. only bona fide religion in Kali Yuga is the religion given by Lord Chaitanya. Right, so my question again is, are these bona fide sampradayas? Or how are we supposed to relate to these people? How do we look at them? Because, I mean, they're, in the videos that I'm watching, they're just simply singing. They're just chanting. They're chanting different mantras. Usually mantras more like Radha Krishna, you know, those kind of mantras. And they're really focusing on those mantras as opposed to the Hare Krishna mantra. They're not even, they, they're barely singing that. They even so chant Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prayer, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. I think the one you're referring yeah. Some brothers, which you remember I showed you Radha, yeah. But yeah. they're also chanting the Mahaprabhu's mantras too. Yeah. So, so that's my point. So, in that case, where yeah. there's, I don't, I don't know too much about these different sampradayas and groups to talk about expertly. But how do you, when we observe this, what, I mean, what's, I mean, obviously they're in a different mood, right? But are they wrong? Are they wrong? Are we to exclude them? Because I listen to these kirtans and I'm like, oh, this is not peaceful kirtan. Yeah, I listen I to the kirtan. So how how does one interface with 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 this? How does, you know what I mean? I would say don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> yeah, don't don't access it because you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main main thing I was gonna follow up with. Dear Dr. was saying is, we don't we don't really know, like we have to really know, like that because Christian consciousness is very personal. Who is somebody? Uh, somebody a follower of Prabhupada or? Somebody following of another achar or I mean, there's different bona fide. Like there's a madhavacharya. There's still followers in that in that sampradaya, um, more directly from madhavacharya. So unless we really know, then I definitely wouldn't just based on what I've learned from Prabhupada and his mood. I definitely wouldn't recommend hearing unless you you really know who they are. Because there's so many different, there's so many different varieties, there's so many aqua sampradayas, people that are not in line with the, the, the sampradaya. I think Govinda answered his own question when he answered you before by saying risky. Uh -huh. Because Lord Chaitanya, he is Krishna in the mood of Radha. So, but he's, his main preaching is zero sense. My spiritual master found me to be a great fool, fit only for that's, I mean, they're supposedly in 
Another thing, the followers of Prabhupada, they're, they're also in the mood of Prabhupada, so we want to, to have that unity. We want to be associating and hearing from people who are Prabhupada Nugas, mm -hmm. and then we, we, we align with that same mood, ideally. That's yeah, my point is, if it is inspiring us to serve Prabhupada, is called being Krishna consciousness, inspiring Krishna consciousness, is that really a wrong, even if we, although they are not in coming from the glory of but if it is inspiring, what is wrong? Well, Nimbarka Sampradaya. When Mahaprabhu was going to those Brahmacharyas, Vishnu Swami Nimbarka, Madhva, Ramanuja, he said, I'm going to appear after you, and I'm going to take different things from what you taught, and then I'm going to give the culmination in the Chinta Veda Veda Tattva. Now it's from the Nimbarkas. They, they extol the gopis love for Krishna. That is their focus, the Nimbarkas. And also there's one other thing that Mahaprabhu took from them. Um, so Mahaprabhu used that. So everything we that's available in other sampradayas is available in Mahaprabhu's presentation. So again, all I can say, Raj, is what is the nature of that inspiration and what's the result of that inspiration? Is it actually deepening my surrender? 
said Prabhupada actually. He forbade it. And it's written right there. We follow Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, don't do that. Don't yes, go right. there. Yeah. Don't listen to them. Yeah. Don't, don't associate. So even if there's some legitimacy in, in other sampradayas, but, but yeah, if we're going to follow Prabhupada, we're not, there's, there's a virtue, there's a, a tapas, there's this power in being chased to our founder Acharya. You do get a taste. So is it not? Is it? Can we hear from the Gauriya Vaishnava like it's not a scorn but but Gauriya Mai? It depends on the people. Yeah. It depends. As much as they're appreciating and and, and acknowledging, like Bodhaya Maharaj, he's the disciple of Govinda Maharaj, right? After Sri Darvas Govinda, I forget exactly. Um, so he's he's great. I mean he. But he's coming from another Gaudiya Sangha. But he's appreciating Prabhupada. He's made Prabhupada his, his uh, what do you say, main foundational Shikshaguru. <laughs> That's what it means to be a Prabhupada minister. So now, if you have to judge by the results and, and by the, the consciousness of the people, if they're following, appreciating Prabhupada above all others, by what Prabhupada, how it was and what he did, fine. We're not sectarian, but we're not getting misled either. We're going to call the heroes and we're going to follow the process in all of its do's and don'ts, <laughs> its cautions and its you know, encouragements. Uh, Hare Krishna, Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Jai. 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 Jai.